0: bulls gold is delivered to you via the barroom network now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about chicago sports movies and more make sure to subscribe to the barroom network for free and easy downloads of its programming and visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts hoodies and mugs now on with the show Network, I'm Liam Sitterwalla, and as always, I'm joined by Edward Shuler Jr. Ed, how's it going today morning for you?
1: Hey, I am, I'm good. Uh, Again, I wish we could say the same about the Bulls, but I'm doing well. It's been a tough, like, what, two weeks or so? It's been a tough February, I think. Well, at least like back half, I think, of February, and then March has not been great to the Bulls either, so Uh, rough times, but I'm doing all right. How about you? I'm good. I'm
0: good. I do want to congratulate you, uh, first. You're uh, uncle right now. Uh, yeah. Your yeah. <laughs> your sister had a little baby boy, so I want to congratulate you on that. That's uh, awesome news.
1: You're gonna be a good uncle, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. He, uh, oh. he was born uh last um, last weekend. So, uh, yeah. So about a week into this world, and yeah, it's uh pretty exciting times for our family, and yeah, it's uh it's different, but no, it's really cool.
0: Nice. Well, hopefully, hopefully the little guy only knows good Bulls teams.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if he if he knows basketball right now, he's watching the Bulls and just being like, "Why am I up crying at one something in the morning for this team?" <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, like you said, uh, uh,
0: we're we're doing well separately on our, in our lives, but our. Uh, our team, the Bulls that we root for, that we love so much, they're, they're going through a stretch right now that's just uh, – un- that's kind of was unforeseen when we look at it from the, you know, the thought from earlier this season. Like, we were, like, all excited. We thought this team was, you know, not, not necessarily a, a team that go- was going to win a championship, but, like, a team that could potentially get to the Eastern Conference Finals, depending on seating. We thought that they would have a a nice favorable matchup in the first round because you figure maybe if they're a top three team, they could probably beat one of the teams that are in that six to eight range uh, fairly easily. Um, But at this point, it's kind of been the reverse, right? Where You you fall into fifth, you know, you're hanging barely onto the fifth. You're only a game ahead of Cleveland. uh, And then obviously the Raptors are looming too where that play-in ter- uh, spot comes into play. Uh, th- there There is a chance that they can find the play-in still. I mean, you have the Raptors coming up on Monday, which we'll get into a, much, a little bit later. But yeah, there's a lot going on as far as where the Bulls have not been playing nearly as well. And uh, there's a lot of variables involved uh, in- into, into the reasons why. Uh, and that's something I definitely want to get into as well. And we'll talk about... Uh, also Caruso's return and also Patrick Williams uh, just announced just a little bit ago Woj uh, tweeted that he will be making his return tomorrow so we'll get into that but first of all give me your thoughts on the recent play of the Bulls as far as what you've seen from them um, and what like obviously the easy thing to say is you know their injuries and we're playing good teams so that's just why we're losing but like, what, what have you seen maybe more than that for reasons that they could be losing?
1: So, I feel like it's more than just on Twitter you see the, like, random burner accounts and stuff like that who are like, yo, the Bulls are Bulls are fraud boys and all this other stuff. I feel like it's more than that, right? It's So, let me preface this by saying I don't think losing to the Phoenix Suns on the road in – convincing fashion is a bad thing even without Chris Paul Phoenix is a really good team and they have better chemistry than the Bulls so I don't think it's a bad thing it's disappointing in the it's disappointing but I I don't think it's I I wouldn't use that game to be like man this season's just down the drain the Bulls are just uh," like I, I wouldn't use that game in particular so to me when I look at everything involved I think it's a I think it's a combination of they are playing some really good teams that are better than them. Uh, Zach Levine has not been the same type of player while managing his knee injury. And I think that's contributed because when the Bulls were playing really well, it was because Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan both looked like top 15 players in the league, right? And I don't think Zach Levine right. looks like a top 15 player right now. He's still very good, obviously, but he has not been the same type of player since that knee injury. And I'm guessing he – well, I'm not guessing, but he's already said he's going to get, like, surgery, I guess, in the off season, right? Or there's going to be some type of cleanup?
0: Yeah, I don't know what exactly the surgery uh, entails as far as the severity of it. I'm guessing it's probably not, like, major surgery because if it was, why would he be playing? Uh, yeah. It's probably something like, yeah, maybe shaving off a, a piece of the meniscus or repairing the meniscus or something, um,
1: Yeah, something like that. So yeah. it, it's going to be something, but it whatever it is, it's clearly had some effect on this team's play and his own play uh, since then. So when you consider that, uh, we, we got Caruso back recently, which has helped. But the defense is still struggling, and again, when you're playing really good teams, like it, it's gonna be tougher, especially when you're on the road, and it, it it's just the the margin for error is just a little bit more significant right now. So, and on top of that, you still don't have Lonzo Ball. We know Pat Williams is coming back, so it's it's just a it, this is just a different team. I think I I think a lot of people who really don't have any. Like fair interest in analyzing the Bulls or just saying, at the beginning of the season, they were saying, ah, you know, the Bulls are playing no one. They're just beating up on nobody, but they were a completely different team and it wasn't because of the quality of opponent. It was because they had their optimal foundation for team success. It was there, right? They had their guys at the point of attack with Lonzo Ball and Caruso playing at a high level defensively. DeRozan and uh, Levine were playing at a high level offensively. They had a very solid and deep team, athletic, playing quick. They were playing the type of basketball that they envisioned playing when they started the season. And they were playing really well. And it's just been a tale of two different uh, seasons because, unfortunately, all of that has deteriorated at the same time that they have started playing a really tough schedule. So they haven't had their 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 strongest armor on to play these games. So I I don't want it to sound like I'm just deflecting and saying, you know, trying to absolve the bulls of all their problems and things like that. But it's clear to me that this is just this is not the same team. And it's not necessarily because they're playing stronger teams. It definitely helps. But it's not just because of that. So I, I would say that right now. Like, it, I, I definitely think there is reason to be, there's obviously reason to be concerned because they're, what, the fifth seed now, and there is a possibility <laughs> that they could be in the play-in, which is kind of crazy to think about when you remember they were like a number one, the number one record at one point, like around the All-Star break. So there's definitely reason to be concerned, but I think when you start breaking things down, it's just, it, it's not all, it, it's just so many conflicting parts that have come in at the wrong time, I think.
0: Yeah. I, I, so for the most part, I agree with you. Um, like I, like I've been saying that like, this team as a whole is better than some of its parts. Yeah. So, and, and by what, what I mean by that is like, look, I, I, individual, individual talent, we don't have like the best individual talent when you compare it to some of the best teams in the league. Right. Like we don't have that Giannis. We don't have a, um, and bead we don't have a jokic right mm. basically you get what i mean we don't have that top 5 top 10 player that generational guy that says you know what look we have some deficiency here but i'll just make up for all the deficiencies and we'll get this win tonight um that's not going to happen we need we need every bit of our players to be tugging on that rope at the same time um and meaning like, we need Zach and DeMar to be on their offensive game. We need Caruso and Lonzo doing their thing defensively. We need Vooch being that offensive hub, beating, helping us beat the zone. Um, you know, basically being a, a sort of a release valve for DeMar and Zach at times. You know, not putting as much pressure on him when both DeMar and Zach are on. Um, and obviously it's been frustrating with him as far as his just missing shots. Uh, we, we've talked in detail about Vooch about, you know, people are overrating how bad he's on defense. He's he does his job within the scheme of the defense. Um, a lot of the Bulls defensive breakdowns and issues are not Vooch related. They're because other guys don't rotate. The point of attack defense is bad without like we said, without Caruso and Lonzo, yeah, it's
1: the outside in. That's how they operate defensively. And when you don't have the outside functioning properly, then Vooch is easier to expose. Right. And even if like, even when Vooch is doing his job
0: rotating over, then you don't have the backside rotation properly happening to mm-hmm. to cover for Vooch. Right. Yeah. Um, so. With all that said, right, like talking about all the various different parts, and obviously Pat could have maybe made a difference too because, and we'll get into that a little bit as well, but Pat probably could have made a difference if he was healthy all season. Maybe we see a growth in his game where he's kind of making up the differences and uh, in, in the empty spots that we're seeing uh, throughout this team, right? So, yeah, it's 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 a different factor. But the one thing I'll say that frustrates me at times with this team I don't see the urgency when they come out to play. Like when I look at that Kings game, um, the, the, the Suns game, I didn't really watch. I, I fell asleep uh, before the game started and I randomly woke up and I saw they were down by like 20 plus and like midway or early in the fourth. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch yeah, it. I didn't really, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really, and I didn't go back because I usually rewatch games too a little bit just to see if there's stuff I missed. So I didn't even feel like doing that. But I watched the Kings game and I watched the Jazz game. The Kings game pissed me off because they came out really, like, not focused. They came out – I mean, granted, they were missing shots, but there were just things that they were doing where it was like, man, the way they're playing, it's just not like they were prepared. Like, they were thinking just coming in to a team like Sacramento that is not that good that could probably just come in and just coast to a win – um, and then versus the way they came out against the Jazz. Now, the final score definitely was not close. But I felt like with the way they came out against the Jazz, if they came out like that against the Kings, um, I think, I think you win that Kings game easily.
1: Yeah, because I, I don't even really fault them with the Jazz game. Donovan Mitchell was just great that game. Right. So but he,
0: I, well, yeah. I think in the end, it came again down to defense where yeah. – there was they, they they switched up the look. They started blitzing, um, Donovan with with a trap. But again, the backside defense wasn't quick enough to rotate and help out. And I think we saw a little bit. Uh, somebody uh, was pointing out on uh like NBA Twitter, Nikai's Duncan on this against the Suns. The same thing was happening. The Bulls started blitzing uh, uh Devin Booker, and then whoever was supposed to help out on the big rolling to the basket wasn't committing properly. And I guess the bulls, again, don't have like the defensive presence outside of, again, who we have like in Caruso and um, obviously Io's a positive defender, but he's still a rookie. So he tends to make his rookie mistakes. Like the, the clip that somebody pointed out in against the Suns when, uh, or the Nakai's pointed out against his sons when he was he was kind of not committing to helping uh, on the big, so it kind of made it difficult. Like he was he was going from his guy to to the pain, and he was kind of not like committing to to stop uh, the the big from rolling. You know, we don't really have, and then like I said, athletic, athletically, we don't have like guys that can recover defensively as, as quick. And like I said, maybe Pat would have made that difference, and he probably would. Because we know Pat is that defender that could that can recover so quickly. Like we've seen some of the more outstanding things he does, like that crazy block he had on Aiden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, last season, where uh, where he was, Aiton beat him on the back door because um, he was trying to he was trying to help out on Devin Booker to kind of stop the ball. They were kind of like because of, they were running the pick and roll, and then. Ayton came behind him to go for the lob dunk and the, the dunk was pretty much almost complete. And then Pat just comes in and blocks it. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous athleticism that helps you recover uh, you know, on defensively. And it, it makes up for, for the little you know things that you miss, the little assignments that you may be slow to react on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't have that right now, right? We don't have that ability to just Uh, Athletically make up for the mistakes that we might make defensively, so that comes into play as well. So, like I said, like when I look at when I look at the, I mean, I'm rambling right now, and I'm kind of I've been kind of pointing at all different things, but just the like I said, for the most part, I agreed with you. It's hard for me to say that, you know, it's it's just because. This team is not good enough. There's all these different variables involved, like we've, we've talked about, but it's also because I feel like sometimes this team just does not come out ready to play, and that
1: frustrates the hell out of me. Yeah. And that's fair because it, it's, it's like I, I think it's really tough because one, this team doesn't have that type of championship experience of a team that's going to come out and just knock your teeth in and not look back. So I, I guess I can see why they don't have it. And that Sacramento game is definitely a trap game for the reasons you mentioned. While Sacramento has been playing a little better with uh, uh, Savonis on their team, those are definitely the tough games you have to get up for because you're playing Sacramento at what, like 10 o'clock? On, on a... <laughs> of what, yeah, nine, 9 or not, something like that, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And those games can be tough, but still no real excuse. Like, you really have to come out there and you have to, like, make your presence known, and they haven't done that. And I I think that just goes back to, one, that's mentality, and two, it's still they don't have, for all of the reasons we're talking about, they just don't have their optimal way of winning games right now because so much of, so much of what they had as their base has deteriorated for different reasons, largely injury. And they're trying to make up for it in other ways that have not been effective so far. And, you know, we don't know if they'll get back to that. I think that's the I think that's the main uh, takeaway from all is we don't know if they'll get back to it because of those same reasons, because we don't know if Lonzo Ball is going to be back. They, they said that he it's not a setback, but it's not. I don't know how they phrase it. Like, they're they're like, it's not a setback, but it kind of is in a way. (laughs) I don't know how it was phrased, but uh, we don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, Pat's coming back, but, again, he hasn't played in months, so we don't know how good he's going to be. And the season is going to end fairly soon. Like, it's kind of creeped up on us. So it's one of those times where it's just like, man, the Bulls are – Uh, dropping at the worst time possible i think i saw someone on twitter saying man if i would have known this was gonna happen i would have taken this happening at the beginning of the season (laughs) rather than the end of the season (laughs) no 100 percent.
0: like you definitely want to see the inverse of it or reverse of it right the reverse where you're starting off a little slow and then all of a sudden january comes around and it clicks and then you're starting to rattle up wins like i think this is what the celtics did they started off really slow yeah people were like oh the celtics are frauds or blah 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 <laughs> and then you know their defense was consistently good and then all of a sudden things started working out for them offensively and everything else started working they made a nice trade at the deadline to add even a really good defensive player and a guy like Derek White and just a, a good positive net, you know, a positive role player. Like, you know, he's a good, he's a solid good player. You add that to the team that's already a role, and Now they're, you seeing them really just click and, and that's where they've been able to climb the seeds. Like they were like in the play-in and then ninth, eighth spot. And now they're, in the fourth spot and maybe they could go higher. I, I haven't looked exactly where the seating is at, but I think they're like maybe a half a game or a game behind second seed. So
1: where do so, you think, where do you think they're going to, so they're, they're fifth right now behind Boston and the, the East is better than the West in the sense that there are more um teams that are at least average or better. So like Atlanta is thirty five and thirty five, and they're the Temp seed in the East, whereas in the Tim seed in the East, the Pelicans are twenty nine and forty one. So I guess less top heavy in a sense, but deeper with average or maybe above average. So it's the possibility is I mean, it's kind of crazy, but yeah, like you said, they could theoretically drop to the play in depending on how the rest of this shakes out. Do you what do you think is going to happen? So I think – so tomorrow's game is going to be very
0: important for this, but I still think they'll avoid the plan. Um, I I think they'll get enough wins, to Like, I I look at the Cavs. They're not been – it's not like they've been playing all that great. I think they're up and down as well, too. Granted, they're only a game behind the Bulls. Uh, Raptors are probably a little more – Uh, They've been coming out a little bit more, but I I, I do think, like I said, if they win tomorrow, that that gives me a good sign that, you know, they can avoid the play and now falling to the six, it could possibly happen. And that would be super awful because then you, then you get slot slot up against, I think as a stand, you get slot up against the Sixers. um, And that's probably the bulls like the worst matchup of all the, of all the best teams, you know, at the top. Um it, it's I I but like I said, I think they do still avoid the play in games. Uh but I, I but I, I as, as far as hoping for like a first round like home court advantage at this point, I'm just like, you know, let's just avoid the play in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even man. thinking I'm not even thinking yeah. about home court right now in the first round. That's what it's kind of gotten to, where we need to just focus on avoiding the play in. Yeah. That's what my mindset is. It's um, and, and to get back to the injury stuff, yeah, that's that's, that's the other frustrating part. We're not going to be healthy for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I like, I wanted to talk about Caruso a little bit really quick, where he looked, like, he looked fine against Cavs. Like, you know, like, he just maybe, uh, as far as not being in basketball shape, was probably the only concern, because he looked a little winded as the game went on. And I think he even admitted it, like, because he... He got beat a few times um, by by uh, at the on the pick and roll as the point of attack, which he never really gets beat. Um, And that was just because he was just not in shape. So like it was hard for him to like, you know, maintain uh, that same, you know, defensive focus because of that. Um, But then like a couple of games later, like you saw him like favoring that wrist again. I don't know he must have hit it, something that's like and he just hasn't looked right overall since then. Um, maybe it's a, a combination of his uh, conditioning and as far as that risk, it's kind of concerning again. I don't know what's going to happen with that. And he had Alonzo, who like it's, who knows when he comes back. We at this point, it almost looks like we got to be we have to hope that he's ready for the playoffs because they said he's not even making cuts. Like he's he's not able to run in full speed. So if he's not able to do that yet, when is he going to f- finally be able to practice and? I don't know how many practices the bulls have. I mean, obviously they'll probably just send him to like the windy city bulls when he's far, finally cleared for contact. Um, but yeah, the team together doesn't have much, many practices left anymore. At this stage of the season, they don't, they, they avoid, you know, a lot of full on practices uh, because they buy just do run throughs and shoot around. That's about it. They don't really, you know, get into uh practice practice because like guys have, they don't want to push guys too much at this point in the season because there's so, so many games in, you know, you got to get ready to the playoffs. You don't want to try to get, you know, you don't want to try to put too much stuff on the guys' bodies during practice, trying to take that away from them. Yeah. So, you know, you factor that in and then obviously Pat's coming back and I maintain with Pat, look, I'm excited that he's coming back. I'm very excited that he's going to get to play again this season after we thought that he was going to be out essentially for the season. Cause that's it. They essentially said, said that injury could be, like, essentially career-altering because it was a dangerous injury. Um, like, the surgery was going to be, like, you know, very, like, a serious level surgery because when they go in, because of the type of injury he had on his wrist. Um, so I'm glad that he's, like I said, I'm glad that he's kind of back in the play, but people need to have realistic expectations of a 20-year-old kid coming in who essentially last time he played when he was healthy was summer league,
1: you know, and and
0: yeah. and when he played in summer league it was obviously a different type of environment, a different type of team because he was he's not going to be like the ball handler here. He's going to be just playing off the ball, doing little things like that. And again, when you consider all this time he's missed coming into this moment, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be basically anything pat provides it's it's a bonus yeah it's not anything like we need him to solve anything but we we can't expect that he we can't be we can't expect him to be the solve the the solution for that starting four spot right i don't think that's realistic at all i know there's been a lot of people talking about penciling him and for even playoff rotation i don't even know that yet like Let's see what he does in the remainder of these games before we say, "Yeah, he's going to be in the rotation during the playoffs." Yeah. Like, yeah, like Pat's younger than I.O. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we put yeah. that into perspective?
1: Yeah, we have a uh, we have three weeks left in the regular season, and uh, it, it's just a different picture than what we were talking about at the around the All Star break when we were talking about how the Bulls had a chance to win a championship that wasn't zero, and. That's not the ever say that they were going to be the favorites or anything. It was just not zero, which is a great thing to have. <laughs> I mean, I, I would take that any day of the week, but now it's uh, it's zero probably at this yeah, point. Yeah, because, that's yeah. Because it it's up. zero, yeah, at this point. So it, it was a chance because it was like, oh, you know, if we are the number one seed, then we'll avoid this team and that team, and we won't really have to worry about anything until maybe – the Eastern Conference Finals potentially, but the East is so different now for Philly looks great, Boston has been better, Brooklyn is still a team that no one really wants to face I guess in the playoffs, but it really depends on how that shakes out. It, it, it's just a different scene now and the Bulls just don't have ver- the picture that they were operating from that was leading to the right results, so it yeah, who knows if Lonzo's gonna be ready in three weeks? We, it, it's just, I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's, I think there's still a decent chance that they can get a home court advantage series, but that would involve them surpassing Boston, who's been red hot. So it, it, is a, it is a chance, but it's not looking likely. So it seems more likely that maybe we're a five or six seed, which is. Hey, that's about what we were talking about in preseason predictions, so it kind of comes back full circle.
0: Yeah, that's funny, right? Like, they'll probably end up, like I said, what, 47 wins and they'll end up as a fifth, sixth seed they may end up with 47 wins at a fifth, sixth seed. And I'm going to be a little disappointed because just the way they started out. Right. Yeah.
1: It's just it's the, just the way they were looking.
0: It's the way they were looking and everything was clicking. And it was like, Oh man, I didn't expect it to be this good, this quick. Um, so yeah, all those little factors play into your expectations. So yeah, like I said, you know, we'll, we'll see how it happens. What happens with the remainder of the schedule, you know, maybe, Maybe things change a little bit, but it it, it doesn't, it, it's hard to see a lot of big changes happening just simply because this team just doesn't have the health behind them um, to, for those changes, you know, really taking effect. Uh, it's fun. We'll It'll be fun to see what Pat does. Hopefully he, like I said, you know, he can come in and do the everything that everyone thinks he can provide to this team. But I, I would just hope people have realistic expectations and, don't start like completely crapping on him because he's not doing what you had these unrealistic expectations that you had placed on him. Mm-hmm. He's not meeting right away because he hasn't played for essentially a whole year, you know? So like, let's, let's put that into you know perspective there. So yeah. he's going to need time. He's going to need time. And that time probably will be into next season mm-hmm. realistically. Um, but yeah, so let's let's wrap up on this. Let's look at the rest of the schedule here. Um, we have obviously Toronto coming up tomorrow, uh, which Pat is supposed to be back for. Which is obviously that was the one good news that we got in this you know ridiculously rough stretch. Uh, then we play the Bucks uh, on Tuesday. That's a back to back. So Toronto uh, is coming to town, and then we. Go up to Milwaukee to face the Bucks. So that's a tough, you know, back-to-back matchup. Then you play a Pelicans team that has been playing better since the trade leadline. They're not, they're not easy. They're like kind of like that uh, Kings matchup. Maybe I mean better than the Kings, really. They're they're in a play-in situation. They're fighting for their play-in, you know, lives. uh, they're, they're, they're trying to move up in the play-in game, right? They're, they're the 10th seat right now. They're half a game behind the Lakers. Um, They want to see if they can get into that, you know, maybe even the eighth spot. I mean, it's probably not going to happen. They, I think they're five games behind the Clippers for the eighth. But still, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to win games. They're, they're a team that is young and and, and, and you know, they made a move at the deadline to add that veteran to really become better in general. So you you consider that you know they have we're, we're playing them and then uh, who else do we play at the final and then the Cavs on 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 Saturday to wrap it up uh, for the week. So again, that's that's four tough games to me. That's not going to be easy. Obviously, obviously, the Cavs and the Bucks being tougher because it's on the road. Uh, Pelicans, who is on the road, but uh, yeah the Raptors game technically might be the easiest one because it's at home. Yeah. But again, that's kind of, again, it's a Raptors team. That's, that's good. That's a, it's a good Raptors team that's coming, that's coming to town. Um, what do you see the schedules taking off for the rest of this week? Like what, what, what are you seeing the record
1: potentially be? Uh, two and two I- I don't know if that's optimistic, but I, I think two and two. I, I think they can win a Toronto game. I think the game against Milwaukee is a loss. And uh, winning either one of the Pelicans or Cavaliers games wouldn't surprise me. So uh, And losing either one wouldn't surprise me either. So uh, I think two and two sounds about right. Um, one and three wouldn't surprise me. Oh, and four would surprise me. 4-0 would surprise yeah.
0: me. <laughs> yeah, 4-0 would very much surprise me. It'd be a wel- very, very welcome surprise, obviously. Um uh, and four, four would surprise me and it would just be a very unwelcome surprise. Um, but yeah, two I can see two and two. um like you said, you know, them them splitting the Pelicans and Cavs and then uh also splitting uh Toronto and, and the Bucks and probably more so winning against Toronto tomorrow because it's at home. Um, and maybe the team has a little extra kick in their step because Pat is coming back, and they're excited about that. Um, but the Bucks game is probably going to be a loss, depending. I don't know how – so I don't – there was recently um, Giannis missed a game because of general soreness in his knee, knee. Well, they said soreness in his knee. They didn't say what kind of soreness. I I just said general soreness because I just remember the days of uh, Derek Rose <laughs> when he would miss games for general soreness yeah. because they were – they weren't trying to play him when,
1: unnecessarily. When people were so, making fun of him for having yeah. general soreness, but now that's like a regular thing for him. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if it's a serious knee nice situation for Giannis, if he'll be missing games periodically because of that and it's something to be concerned about for the Bucks, or it was just, like I said, you know, load management day game. It could have been the load management day game because – um we haven't really heard anything about Giannis having issues with his uh, his knee all season, I don't think. But, yeah, so, I mean, the Bucs games, like I said, probably a loss there. Yeah. But we'll see. Like, this team, you know, they, they it is what it is. They need, to, they need to, against teams like the Toronto Raptors, against teams like the Pelicans, against teams like the Cavs, they need to be ready to go from the, you know, first whistle, first quarter, jump ball, let's go. You can't come in you know, thinking that the teams that, because then this team is not as good as the top four teams. So we can maybe come in be a little more relaxed. Like, like your, your season's slipping away, man. You, you don't want to fall into that plan. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to have to fight your way into the playoffs when you are already reeling from injuries. You want to be able to rest a little bit before that first Sean matchup. Right. Yeah. Uh, you you want to get Levine that extra rest. You want to see if maybe, you know, Alonzo can work himself back in. Um, You know, get rest for guys at Caruso. Get, you know, get guys. Even DeMar needs rest, man. DeMar's been, I think DeMar's probably at this point hitting a wall because he's been playing heavy minutes all season. He hasn't been able to take a game off here or there because of all the injuries we've had. Uh, So it's probably like, you know, I don't want to take a low management day when we're already missing Zach and we're missing Lonzo and Caruso. If I take a load management, they were, you know, screwed, completely screwed. Um, like that five game winning streak before. Like, oh, imagine if we didn't have that five game winning streak before the uh, five or six game winning streak before the All Star break. Like, yeah. where would we be right now? You yeah. imagine if Demar was available for those games. Like, we would be. We would probably would be in the plan right now.
1: Yeah, that one helped. Um, uh, that one helped a lot. Uh, the yeah. The six game winning streak. And then since then we've lost eight of our last 10. So it, it definitely helped a lot going into the break to give us a little bit of something to work with. Uh, like, I, I think even like looking the rest of the way uh, for the season again, I don't know if it's too optimistic, but I, I think they could break even the rest of the way. But yeah, <laughs> for
0: sure. Like I said, I, I do still think they avoid the plan, but we'll see what happens. Um. Yeah. But, yeah,
1: that's that's pretty much a wrap for today. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. It's just for me, like, again, all of this is disappointing and it sucks. Uh, but this has still been a fun season. I don't know if that, this glass half full. And I don't know if that's what people really want to hear. But, I mean, it's – I think at the beginning of the season we were talking about this team being a right around where it looks like they're heading, which is a f- fifth or sixth seed. And they gave us some higher highs than we ever thought that they could. And unfortunately, it doesn't look like those highs can be reached again for obvious reasons. But this has still been a really, really fun season so far. And I'm looking forward to the playoffs either way. So it's, like I said, it, it, it's disappointing to see them like go through this rough stretch, losing eight of their last ten. But I'm still having some perspective here where I, I you know, like this has still been a fun season.
0: No, 100%. I'm with you They're Like, I'll take this over what we've had the last five years. You know, I'm glad that we're playing meaningful games. So at this time of the season, where last season, we're just kind of hoping for losses, <laughs> because we're trying to see uh, where certain guys are developing. We kind of see where, you know, where the lottery balls could potentially fall. We're seeing like, oh, man, could we have a shot at Chet Holgrim? Like, you know, (laughs) let's keep clicking. Let's keep going to Tankathon and seeing if we can get Chad or are we going to get stuck with one of these other guys that maybe are not as good, but maybe still have potential, like a Jabari uh, Smith or whatever have you. But
1: um, I would say, yeah, I I take this over that any day. Like the last four or five years we've been talking about, like in March and April, we've been talking about just whatever <laughs> no exactly exactly so that, that
0: in that perspective 100 percent, i'll take this and look this is only year one i i don't think this team is is like stuck in a situation where they can't improve you still have the potential of io and that development that could be a big factor in how good this team gets um they could still trade make the trade on draft day like you have your picks this year so you can maybe combine that with other things to add a real piece. Maybe you never know what comes available as the off season looms. Yeah. absolutely. Um, so so there, there, there's venues to improve this team. Um, there's 100% venues to improve this team. So we'll see what happens. But that's a wrap for today's show. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can find us under the Barroom Network on all major and minor podcast platforms. And you can always check out all the different shows the Barroom Network has to offer. They do so many different uh, Chicago sports shows covering the Bears, the Cubs, the Sox, the Blackhawks. I do another show called Science Fiction. Uh, please check that out as well, where I just I, I talk with my friend myself and my friend carl eames where we talk about these various different sci-fi movies uh we talk about a lot of marvel mcu dcu yeah. eu i should say so yeah check that hey, out have too please on the, uh,
1: the batman movie like recently right
0: right right yeah. We, yeah we broke that down gave our thoughts on batman and all the different things about the movie and the characters so yeah please, please check us out there uh we can you can catch, catch us live on wednesday nights um at 9 p.m central or you can always go back to watch the video on YouTube uh, on on the Barroom Network uh, YouTube channel. Or again, like I said, check us out on audio as well wherever you get your podcast uh, podcast listening um, services or whatever have you. But yeah, you know, thank you again to the listeners for tuning in as always for Edward Shuler and myself. Until next time, Bulls fans.